0: Greetings and welcome to this edition of Sarah Petroni, Mark Petroni with you. Very glad you could join us on this edition of the show. Uh, we look at the upcoming election. Of course, there's going to be a TV debate, a couple of them. And uh, I know that that's going to help a lot of Canadians get a, a longer look at both the, at all the candidates to decide whether or not uh, they can support any of them. But there's a lot of other stories happening as well, many of them revolving around COVID. And helping me out is my friend Richard Sarah and you can catch Richard's show, by the way, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time. My show also on Saga 960. It runs from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Welcome once again, Richard. Hey, Mark. Always a pleasure, buddy. How are you? I'm, I'm fantastic. Thank you. And, and what a great get for you uh, is, is getting that professor, that university professor and ethics professor who has been fired and she did not want to take the vaccine. She explained why she didn't want to take the vaccine is because she's unsure about the experimental nature of uh, of these treatments. And uh, she doesn't want to be forced into doing something. Ironically, she's an ethics teacher. And so when she talks to her students, it's about, you know, critical thinking. It's about making decisions based on logic. And uh, here she is being forced out by a university can you talk a little bit about chatting with this woman?
1: Right. Dr. Julie uh, Panessa, who is, uh, as you say, an ethics professor, former ethics professor at Huron College, which is part of the University of Western Ontario. And she's been not at Huron College for 20 years, but she has been a, an ethics professor for 20 years. And her uh, last day on the job, I guess yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, she was given an ultimatum uh, that uh, if if she wasn't vaccinated immediately, she, she would uh, not be allowed to teach. And uh, as she explained, as she, and she uh, produced this very powerful four-minute video that was posted. I think it was on YouTube initially. It was taken down. Someone reposted it on Twitter, and it's just a really uh, succinct, cogent, um, and and profound ethical argument against coercion, uh, which is exactly what's taking place. And again, uh, you know, the irony here is unbelievable. I, I, I wonder if the administrators at Huron College have some kind of irony deficiency, uh, because they just don't. I mean, my my fourteen year old boys understand that that coercion is ethically wrong. It's ethically wrong. It's morally wrong. And why others don't understand this is beyond me. Uh, and 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 she said this is like textbook ethics, like one oh one, to to uh, to force someone. Not physically hold them down and give them the jab, uh, but to to take away their livelihood unless they submit to this experimental medical intervention or medical procedure. That is just textbook stuff. And and um, you know she was she's expected to take the jab and then go into class and then teach her students about critical thinking and how coercion is wrong and the autonomy of the of you know the body under Charter Seven. Um, so it, it's, unfortunately it's a, um, anyway, she stuck to her guns and, and she's, she's been fired now Huron college is denying it. And appa- apparently the uh, London free press, uh, uh, wrote a, uh, a bit of a smear piece on her. According to her, she, uh, she said none of it was true. They based that on, I don't know, a three and a half minute conversation, uh, and, uh, and the say, so of Huron college, which said, who says she wasn't fired, but well, she's not at work. So, um, it's a sad story, but just, you know, add that another one to the pile. Uh, we mentioned, we talked yesterday about the hospital in Edmonton that is removed or is threatening to remove a woman from the organ donor list. She needs life sage, life saving surgery and organ, uh, a lung transplant, but they will deny her that condemn her to die in, in essence, if she doesn't take the vaccine. Um, it's. It's unconscionable. I've run out of adjectives, quite frankly, Mark, of what's going on in this country. Um, Every day I wake up and it's another dystopian nightmare. Yeah, and that
0: nightmare perpetuated all the more, Richard, by having media, which has been bought basically by the liberal government, uh, and uh, basically coerced itself really by bringing these people into the government infrastructure the communications infrastructure making them dependent on tax dollars they basically uh, are part of the mechanism by which people like this professor you spoke about are being discredited attacked and smeared
1: yeah they're not journalists they're just lazy bureaucrats now at this point
0: that's all they are lazy (laughs) bureaucrats and here's a tweet earlier Further to all of this, uh, this is a lady uh, who posted the following I have a severe virus reaction, had one uh, after my first dose of one of the, um, I don't know if the Pfizer or the other one, but uh, the other ones, but he says, my doctor, she says, my doctor told me not to get dose number two. I could lose my job over this. There are valid reasons to give some people medical exemptions this is not okay. Please sign and share. And she was responding to a message by Christine Van Gind opposed to vaccine passports, join us in our fight against them. But here's a woman who had a severe reaction to the first dose. So clearly she's okay with these vaccines. Um, She was prepared to get a second one, but doesn't want to run the risk that the second dose will kill her. So she had a terrible reaction after the first dose. She doesn't want to get the first, the second one because she's afraid, and now she risks being fired. Um, And, you know, stories like this are legion, Richard. When I spoke with uh, Christine Van Guyne, spoke with Alison Pajovic, um, they said, you know, they get hundreds of emails from people desperate because they're in very similar circumstances. They run the risk of losing their jobs. They can't afford to lose their jobs, their livelihoods, their careers are on the bubble here, all because of issues around the vax. These are truly um, hard times, hard times for freedom-loving people and even people who wanna get along, who wanna go along, but for whatever reason cannot do so. And I, I can't believe this is a country that used to be known to be you know, compassionate. We were generous. We're, uh, we're a people that generally treats people with respect and yet we're treating our own citizens like garbage. It's an absolute disgrace, and I don't, this cannot end well.
1: It, it reminds me of the um, the petty apparatchiks in the Soviet Union. Yeah, and uh, they they get a little bit of power. Essentially, they have the power to say no, and uh, they they become drunk on that little bit of power. And so, there is a certain percentage of these pro um that love mask mandates. They love the lockdowns, and they love the mandates because uh, they're the ones that are the gatekeepers for their particular institution and they love it. And so uh, when, they're, when they're presented with a situation like this, of this woman that you mentioned that has been advised by her doctor not to take the second vaccine, they still have that power to say no and they love it. Uh, normally, normal people with um, a modicum of, of intelligence understand how to exercise something called discretion. And so that's what you would show in a case like this: discretion. Okay, you've you've taken the vaccine. Um, we understand your doctor's advised against it. Okay, you can come in here, you can do your job, maybe we can, you know, maybe wear a mask and we'll we'll make other provisions. That's called discretion. But what we have, again, are these petty apparat chicks uh who, who don't have the intelligence to show discretion. They should be wearing a paper hat and asking people. Do you want fries with that? <laughs> That's the level that we're dealing with. And somehow these people rise to positions of power and authority in Canada because, as you know, in this country, the milk rises to the top.
0: Yeah. And the level of tyranny is also rising, sadly, because, as you say, these people get drunk on their own power and they are feeling like they have to wield that power in the most draconian and tyrannical way possible in order to make them feel better about uh, you know who they are and what they are and it's really sad we also have the Prime Minister of Canada campaigning and this is a very telling clip uh, it wasn't uh, during you know one of these m- huge um, events that he normally has but it was in, in a message to his supporters and he talks about his campaign in a way he's saying that negative campaigning of the type that now he is completely all in on because let's face it Richard this guy is running a campaign that is fueled on hate, on rage, and on division. You know, sunny Ways has given away to Stormy Ways, to, um, you know, this sense that he has to be constantly on the attack, not only against his political opponents, but on huge segments of society. There are there are literally millions of Canadians who have declined to take the vaccine up to this point. And so let's hear uh, Justin Trudeau talk about why it is that he's taken the approach that he is. Let's listen. So you all know one of the dirty little secrets about politics in the 21st century. Negative campaigning, attack ads, nastiness, and division
1: work if all you want to do is get elected. They will help you get elected to attack, to divide, to sow fear, the pick and choose, wedge and choose, you can drive
0: into the community. It will help you. What happened to Sonny Ways? Boy. This guy has gone from being uh, you know, a guy who is supposed to unite Canadians to a guy that's slicing and dicing the electorate in order to pit one group against the other. This is disgusting. <laughs> I cannot believe that this guy's being allowed to get away with
1: what he's doing. Every time he opens his pie hole, I have to I have to reach for the gravel. there is nothing that falls out of his mouth that is sincere genuine not contrived uh not heavily scripted by his puppet masters uh run by focus groups it is it is absolutely enervating just to sit and listen to him i can't imagine being you know having to live with him and sit across from the breakfast table. I'm sure when he asks, you know, please pass the sugar. He's just as condescending. uh, When he says that he has a unique ability uh, to uh, evoke nausea. I think uh, (laughs) it's so true. But like all sociopaths, like all sociopaths, he has no self-awareness and it doesn't matter if he's caught up in his own web of lies and hypocrisy, it doesn't matter. He's a sociopath.
0: Absolutely. And I want to run this past you. Um, Dan McTeague, our friend, uh, and a former Liberal member of Parliament back when that party was kind of normal, he says, beware what lurks behind the Liberal cult's true agenda. And he was responding to Terence Corcoran's column in the National Post, Richard, from uh, vaccine passports to personal carbon passports, get ready for climate 21, fossil fuel virus lockdowns, the pretext for locking people down based on reducing their carbon footprint, forcing people to stay put, monitoring them. So, and he has actually come out and said this, this is far from being some kind of conspiracy theory. He himself has said that, you know, the same way we're dealing with the health emergency, well, we're going to take those same type of principles and apply them to climate change, which everything to him is an emergency. So, anytime he wants to justify draconian, ham-fisted actions, he just puts the word crisis or emergency on it. And so, we're going to go from COVID to to to, uh, to climate change, and that's how they're going to justify even more police state actions against the people of this country and I, I can't believe people are going to let him get away with it richard
1: oh they will and they have and um, you know god bless terence corcoran for writing about this but i not to pat myself on the back but i will 18 months ago on my uh, my sunday program i talked about this right the the moment we were t- you know we, we were talked we were uh, put in these lockdowns i said this is a beta test for climate change lockdowns and now uh yes or today actually uh 200 medical journals including the lancet and the new england journal of medicine uh, they came out in unison united and and talked about how climate change pre- uh, represents the greatest health risk to humanity and that we need to sa- take the same approach that we did with with covet and apply that to climate change and uh Today, on uh, every Wednesday, we push back against climate change alarmism on on my program with Tony Heller. We talked about that. And uh, I asked Tony, I said, you know, I've been talking about this for a year and a half. COVID was a beta test. Not that it's not real. Not that people haven't suffered and died. Uh, but, again, never let a good crisis go to waste. And they have utilized this crisis uh, for other means. Krista Freeland admitted as much. You know what? This has opened a window for other opportunities. Yeah, the Great Reset, uh, the Green New Deal, all of this, and um, there will be, there will be some sort of um, uh, climate restrictions. Whether it is you can't drive for the next three months, or you must, uh, there'll be a you know uh, uh, taxes on your uh, uh, on your vehicle. Uh, They will charge you by the mile. They're floating that idea in the United States. Uh, It's coming. It is coming. And so the moment we put on those masks and we indicated that we are compliant, that gave them the green light for the next step and the next step and the next step. Now people will say, oh, what a conspiracy theory. (laughs) Frog, pot, boiling water.
0: And I think that people just don't really see it coming. I mean, they hear this talk about climate change and say, yeah, I guess we've got to do something about it. But they don't understand that when government uses that as a pretext to take a hammer to their uh, their freedoms, they're going to wake up one day and realize that they are, in fact, that frog in the water. And it's so hot that they'll never be able to get up. They're just going to cook and it's over. And so I just wonder sometimes whether Canadians really get it and whether they will get it in time to wake up and realize the threats that are facing the people in this country. I All I can say is I hope so. Thank God that you've got your show. I've got mine, of course. We're doing the best we can, despite the fact that, you know, somewhere around 90% of the media is just completely in lockstep with whatever the government wants to do. This
1: is the stuff that keeps me up at night. Thank you,
0: my friend. It's been a blast, as always. You too, buddy. You can catch Richard Serrett's show from 4 p.m. Eastern to 6 p.m. Eastern on Saga 960. My show, of course, is from 9 a.m. Eastern to 11 a.m. Eastern, and you can also stream the show live on saga960am.ca, and there's podcasts almost everywhere where you can find them where they haven't been banned. So thanks once again for tuning in to this edition of Sarah Petroni Decision 2021. We'll see you next time.